Good morning, good morning. Today is Friday, the 25th of August. It's currently 82 degrees in Stockbridge. It looks like a high of 98 today, a hot one and uh, sunny all day. And let's pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, blessing us, Lord, with life, uh, breathing air into our lungs again this morning, Lord, to just uh, give us, giving us another opportunity to serve you, to worship you today, Lord. And we just ask that you would keep us safe out there in this heat, uh, Lord, that you know, would watch over people and help, help us all to stay uh, hydrated and uh, just uh, to take care of ourselves uh, on a hot day like this. Lord, we do want to thank you for uh, the successful uh, surgery with uh, Elvis' husband, Al. And Lord, we just ask that you would heal his body quickly. There would be no infection, that it would just, uh, uh, everything from the surgery would heal up uh, perfectly, Lord. And so we just thank you. We just lift him up to you, Lord. We just ask that you would uh, reveal yourself to him, Lord, in an amazing way, Lord, that he would see you uh, like he's never seen you before, Lord. And so open his eyes and his heart to you. And Lord, we just ask that you open our eyes and our hearts to you this morning, Lord, as we get into this lesson. We ask for this, your spirit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, the most precious promise of shared life. And we have 2 Peter chapter 1 and Galatians chapter 3. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For what whoever, for whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have, I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as the Lord Jesus Christ made it clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things." 
For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shrink shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. We have Galatians chapter 3. O oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it's been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by the promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of the transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. 
Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, has put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, and if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, according heirs, according to promise. Amen. Okay. The most precious promise of shared life by which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 2 Peter 1, 4 and Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Here we get at the heart of God's exceedingly great and precious promises. By means of promise, the Lord has made it possible for us to share in his life. That through these, God's promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature. What a remarkable prospect that this is. That man could participate in the divine nature. Yet, the promise of God makes it available to man. Of course, this does not mean that man becomes divine, as many false religions and some aberrant theologies espouse. God alone is and will ever be divine. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, Isaiah 46, 9. Nonetheless, man can share in the life of God, even though he will never become a God himself, this is, an, this is accomplished by Jesus Christ coming to dwell within the lives of those who believe in him. The Lord Jesus died for us, that he might give life to us. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life, John 6, 47. This life that Jesus wants to share with us is his own life. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth. And the life, John 11, 25 and 14, 6. The Apostle Paul taught this great truth extensively. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy 1, 1. He understood that his apostolic ministry was not only anchored in God's will, but it also depended upon the spiritual life that God promised. Thus, he confessed Christ as his very own life, Christ who is our life, Colossians 3, 4. Paul was not the source of the daily Christian life that he lived. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, Galatians 2, 20. 
The Lord Jesus was Paul's life source. This is what the promise of the Spirit is about. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith at new birth. The Holy Spirit also comes to indwell those who believe. The Spirit reveals these truths to us through the Word of God. Then the Spirit pours forth the life of Christ through every humble, dependent child of God. It is the Spirit who gives life. John 6, 63. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for making your life available to us. What a precious promise that is. Teach us, Lord, to walk according to your Spirit, that your life might be expressed through our lives day by day. We pray this and ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Have a great day, guys.